Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today, we're going to be taking a look at supporting artist Lady Blackbird, who is supporting Gregory Porter on his tour with his band. So, I haven't been able to find out much information on Lady Blackbird, so I went to her webpage and looked at her about tab, and this is what it reads. No place big enough for holding all the tears you're gonna cry because your mama's name was lonely and your daddy's name was pain and they call you little sorry because you'll never love again why you're gonna fly blackbird you ain't ever gonna fly blackbird nina simone herbert sacker in 1963 lady blackbird didn't mean to soundtrack a revolution but last spring that's exactly what she did on the 27th of may 2020 the Los Angeles-based singer Marley Monroe released her debut single. It's a brave soul indeed who not only tackles one of Nina Simone's starkest tunes, Blackbird, but also calls herself Lady Blackbird into the bargain, notably in soul at the time. The original is a stripped-down chant with claps and hand drums, a field-hollering protest song that will darken the skies of anyone's heart. Lady Blackbird has the same urgent grace as Simone and she really takes what is an essentially a cappella song and adds her own powerful magic and spirit to proceedings. She channels the agony and thick despair to the lyrics too. Simone released Blackbird in 1963 at the height of the civil rights struggle. Almost six decades later, the killing of George Floyd, two days before the release of Lady Blackbird's version, gave this new rendition a coincidental but no less stark, awful, yet uplifting power. There was so much emotion there, Lady Blackbird reflects now of a recording she and her Grammy-nominated producer Chris Seffried had laid down in the legendary Studio 3, aka Prince's Room, in LA's Sunset Sound. Jazz, she agrees, has protest in its DNA. Ultimately, I'm in this to entertain, not to be any sort of leader. That's a huge responsibility that's too deep within itself. I want to entertain and push people's buttons. But having that platform, having people willing to listen to you and your music, that's a responsibility. And one of using that opportunity to share your views. As it happens, in actual fact, they'd recorded Blackbird a few months previously. But unfortunately and disgustingly, it did ring so f***ing true last spring. She continues with a hint of the soulful fierceness that, on stage, makes Lady Blackbird a wonder to behold. It's always been one of my favourite songs of hers. I'd listen to Blackbird on repeat on my headphones for hours at a time, just feeling it, getting into the bones of it. I could picture myself singing it on stage. I often do that, close my eyes, imagine me interpreting certain songs on stage and I thought, this song has to be done. Lady Blackbird isn't the Nina Simone of the Black Lives Matter era, she certainly wouldn't call herself that, but she is the talent and a force of nature and the talk-walking personality that Giles Peterson has dubbed the Grace Jones of Jazz, an accolade reinforced by the remixes of recent single College by Jazz and House heavyweights Bruce, Greg, Fote and KDA and she's the woman who can flex in other areas too. A scene in the jaw-dropping version of, of Tom Petty's Angel Dream 
that she performed at the virtual birthday bash held last October in tribute to what would have been the late musician's 70th birthday. We can also just call her the best new voice of 2021, a transcendent performer of songs old and new, an artist whose approach, outlook and vibe is summed up in the title of her stunning forthcoming debut album, Black Acid Soul. Minimal yet rich, classic yet timely, the album connects backwards to Miles Davids, his pianist Darren Johnson plays Steinway Baby Grand, Mellotron and, and Cache synth throughout, and forwards to Pete Tong, he made, he made the bruise mix of Collage, his number two essential selection tune of 2020, and yes, Victoria Beckham, Matthew Herbert's remix of second single Beware the Stranger sound, soundtrack to the Designer Spring Summer 2020 fashion show. Its 11 tracks have a sound feeling and attitude that speaks of Lady Blackbird's deep experience in music stretching all the way back to infancy. I don't ever remember not singing, she says, recording performances in church and at fairs from the age of five. It wasn't I knew how to do and don't want to be and don't want to do anything else. By her early teens, Lady Blackbird was travelling to and from Nashville. She was signed to a Christian label, but the only music that resulted was some work with rock rap group DC Talk. After they split, she worked with former member Toby Mac, appearing on his first four solo albums and touring together. I realised that that whole Christian world which my parents tried to place me in, but so goddamn far from who I was. I did not want to do Christian music. I didn't believe anything of what they did, and I quit the tour. A wise young soul already at the age of 16, she then found herself in limbo because I was in this contract till I was 18. Oh my god, I hate when that happens. You know, you, uh, you see it all the time, where, uh, where artists are just trapped by a signature. Anyways, let's continue. Legally, once an adult and free, she based herself out of New York while flying to and from sessions in LA. She was working with Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Sam Watters, Louis Banichello, Trixie Stewart and the Heavyweights. A production deal led to a record deal with Reed's Epic, but creative differences led to her parting ways with the label. So the deal ended and I was and it was back to the drawing board and working with different people. One of those was artist turned writer and producer Seth Reed, who'd been Grammy nominated for his work on the debut album by Andrea Day, soon to be seen as Billy Holiday in biopic The United States vs. Billy Holiday. On meeting Lady Blackbird, he recalls thinking, Wow, I'm working with the best new vocalists that there are. Andrea and Lady Blackbird are two of the greatest singers on the planet. From Lady Blackbird's point of view, I fucking loved his shit. She who she hates. Relieved to have finally found a musical partner who got her. Chris listened to me, asking if I was feeling this vibe or that vibe. He was able to dig inside what I was feeling. Next thing you know, he had some amazing sounds worked out. We really just connected. They took their time working in Seraphid's LA studio, feeling out the bespoke musical path that would work with the fiercely individual performer. Finally, in hitting on the idea of stripping everything back, we cracked the code. 
I'd written a song, Nobody's Sweetheart, a jazz ballad kind of thing, and asked her to do a vocal, explains Sephrid. I laid the tune on her, and she, and it's quite a complicated piece of music. And I played it again, and she goes, okay, I got it. And in two takes, she nailed it live. It's a real natural genius kind of thing to have that kind of masculinity intuitively that song when he began playing it to uh, when he began playing it to people stopped them in their tracks in fact when i played it to my therapist he started crying when you break the therapist that's when you know you're winning lady blackbird laughs a sad elegantly simple tune nobody's sweetheart was too a pathfinder song and also the first one they recorded with ultimately on the finished album, a beautiful trumpet solo from the great New Orleans virtuoso Troy Trombone Shorty Andrews. After working on big pop bangers, this was the mother load. After going all out, they were going all in, deeply in, getting out of the way and letting shine the voice of Lady Blackbird. For the singer, a proud member of the LGBTQ community, that approach, however, didn't, couldn't diminish her on-stage persona. I love my over-the-top costumes and all this elaborate shit on stage. Chris convinced me we could be a ja- we could be jazz and still keep that attitude. Suffice to say that when Sephrid played Nobody's Sweetheart to Ross Allen, the British label exec, DJ, and create and crate digger, who signed Lady Blackbird to his new imprint, Foundation Music, he was astounded. I also showed him this picture of her, this radical woman on stage, and it was from the back wearing this incredible dress and patty label headgear. Ross was like, she sings like that and looks like that. Fucking hell. Yeah, it was my ass, she shouts, delighted. Our ass, ass out always. You can hear that personality in collage, an instant earworm which she inhabits in multiple colours. It's Lady Blackbird's take on the fucking quirky James Gang original, a soulful psych rock deep cut from 1969. There's more inspired reinvention, Yakin' It Will Never Happen Again, written by Tom Harden and which first appeared in the folk singer's ceremonial 1966 debut, forthright as ever, Lady admits, that one was of the ones I didn't like at first. It wasn't boring, I just didn't know how to give it some power or personality at first. But then I tried it. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful session. Ended up one of my favourites on the album. It just sounds magical. That spirit of adventure and invention is there too on Beware the Stranger. It's a re-rub of Wanted Dead or Alive. A rare groove classic recorded by Funk Gospel Collective Voices of East Harlem in 1973 and co-produced by Curtis Mayfield. This is Black Acid Soul and this is the first crucial album of 2021. Are you ready to fly with Lady Blackbird? Now that just seems very, very interesting. And uh, I'm very intrigued by uh, what I've just seen. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books it's volume one and volume two of a tribute to working at sea the best fiction is based on truth this is a compilation of short stories rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship 
Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle and the links for all of these books are in the description below. And we're back, so Lady Blackbird, she came on in a nice Congo and still blue wash and she was dressed in such a flamboyant showgirl kind of uh, way. So we're talking about black leotard, boots and um, arm capes. So if you don't know what arm cape is, it's the bits of uh, fabric that go from your arm and connect at your back and fans out very nicely indeed. So very flamboyant, and I wasn't quite expecting that to be honest. <laughs> Anyways, so she come out in her flamboyant get up in that wash in the Congo blue and steel blue wash, and then as soon as the bass guitar dropped, she then began to sing, and the uh, and the lights changed in a nice warm amber and Congo blue mix. There were no follow spots for her set, so she just quite literally had the face light from the front of the house LX bar. Pretty yet basic and straightforward lighting and yeah you had the bat lights lighting the pools of uh, downstage area of the stage and two of these at back lights were uh, pointed 45 degrees into the down center stage where she was standing and you had two of the front house lights pointing directly onto uh, her onto her standing mark and then you had the rest of the front house units on a lower level but lighting the rest of her bound very straightforward lighting and from song to song it was just a different color change and it was always a two-tone color and all complementary colors either a bright state for a upbeat song or a darker state for a downbeat song and oh my god her sound was amazing we had 22 karat clarity coming from the sound mix and it was a really really good mix i have to say so band wise she had her pianist she had a bass player and rhythm guitar and that was it and basically those instruments were complementing her vocal ability so her vocal ability is in place of most of an orchestra that's how strong her vocals were and the amount of sass and emotion actually put into her vocals it just came across as full-bodied as the rest of the band and it worked really really well so for her whole performance lady blackbird remained rooted onto that down center stage spot she had a little bit of movement in her from left to right a little bit, backing off a little bit when to an instrumental section and then she'll come back into the main pool of light. And what I did notice 
which is very clever on her part I have to say. When a musician took an instrumental solo she could subtly draw the audience focus from her onto the musician by just slightly turning towards them and gesturing with her hand and the focus moved from her straight onto the band member and it worked really well. It's a very subtle thing to do because it wasn't a big movement it was just a slight turn and a small hand gesture and the audience's focus shifted from her to uh, the band member in question and something like that would take a lot of practice and that's a really good skill to learn especially if you're up and coming in the industry which Lady Blackbird is and she already mastered the subtleties of focus before she even made it big which is really really good really good going actually her musical arrangements are quite minimalistic which is not a bad thing because yet again her vocals take the precedence over the instruments the instruments are just supplementing her vocal ability and you had some intricacies on every instrument and when the uh, intricacies come on you then had uh, the rest of the instruments taking a little back line so the beat just dropping down slowly and behind the instrument that's uh, doing a real in for example with the guitar doing an intricate pick around the chord structures same with the bass and then uh, same with the piano as well so all these little subtle intricacies and her musical arrangements are just perfect from someone who's really unknown to me that is obviously um, she's got people she's built a massive following uh, since she started and she's only only going to get bigger and bigger lady blackbird left a massive massive impression on me and she definitely left that massive impression on the audience because the audience was so captivated by her after every song she had a massive round of applause and they were cheering her on during the song as well and her interaction with uh, commanding the band and the audience for example on her first song she she raised her hand ready to just to show the audience that she was about to carry on when she was paused and at that point you get a lot of people who would clap and applause and when they noticed her hand going up the applause died down for her to do a massive strong vocal finish and the song fin and then the song finished the way how it should have it's just pure class skills like that is so hard to learn it takes practice dedication and she had she must have had some excellent tuition from people within the industry to be able to command that as well to be able to have that stage presence where she uses the subtleties so well that people don't even know that they've picked up on it until they've picked up on it which is really good and what can I say her vocal ability geez she has such a superior and a full-bodied vocal range it was intimidatingly amazing and I wish her the best of luck for a long career because she's gonna have a long-lasting career that I guarantee and I look forward to her next album and in fact, I'm going to buy her uh, first album as soon as I get home, or probably, or probably first thing tomorrow morning. Because, wow. Yeah, as I said, she's left such a lasting impression on me. I want more. 
I really want more. And I'm sure that Lady Blackbird left the audience wanting more as well. Lady Blackbird is definitely not an artist to be missed, especially if you love this kind of music. The, the intricate, small, minimalistic, but powerful jazz sessions. And that was a jazz session and it worked really, really well. I applaud Lady Blackbird, I really do. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you've liked today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more content from Monster X Media on our website, www.monsterxmedia.info. And we'll catch you next time. Bye for now.